and welcome to the McYappin' Fries Movie Podcast. I am Gavin. And I'm Ian. And uh, today is a very special podcast. Happy birthday, my friend. Oh, happy birthday. This is the, the 100th. 100 podcast, and it only took us four years. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking impressive to me, man. It's, it's got to be longer, longer than care. four, right? When, 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 did the, when did Batman Begins come out? When did The Dark Knight? When did The Dark Knight? When did The Dark Knight come out? I can't remember. That's, that's thinking too far back for me. Yeah. But anyway, we've been doing this for a while, and it all started... Uh, we also haven't been doing this for a while as well. <laughs> you know, to be fair, we've had some shit going on. Mm. <laughs> it's not to say, like, you know, it wasn't just an act of defiance. You know, it's like, I'm not going to do the podcast because I want people to miss us. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, we've... Um, yeah, we, when we started, we actually were kept to a pretty... Good. Rigorous schedule, Very yeah. rigorous schedule. It was uh, every Sunday without fail, unless something really no, bad happened. It was, it was 2008, so we did... There's only 52 weeks in a year. Oh, yeah, this is 100. I was thinking for one. Yeah, so... <laughs> we've done two years' worth of podcasting for. <laughs> Hats off to us. Hats off to us. 100 podcasts. God, when you put it like that... Yeah, it's, it's like weird. It's a lot of wasted time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of that time that we use podcasting, if we put it all together... What could we do with that time? What would we have done with that time? We could have made a very we, shonky boat. We could have written the great Malaysian novel. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, or, or a novel of some form. It would, have been, it would have been crayon, mostly. It's a dream of mine to write a novel. I would, I would very much like to write a novel. Then write one. I think I will. All right, then. This time next year, <laughs> we'll be millionaires. Because <laughs> this novel... Step two, we're still working on, and step three is profit, right? That's right. But anyway, uh, if you are listening to this for the first time, uh, McGappin Fries uh, is um, it's um, a movie it, podcast. It's a movie news and reviews and opinion podcast. That's where right. We talk about the news, we do some emails and podcasts. Uh, hang on, this is a podcast. Emails yes. and uh, Twitters, and then we also do reviews at the end. Yeah. Um, this week, I'll be reviewing John Carter. Uh, I'll be reviewing Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and I'll do a quick uh, review of the uh, Harold, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Very uh, apt. Very seasonal. Yes. yes. <laughs> For Easter. <laughs> For post Easter. Well, we were never that current. No. So if you want to get in touch with us, uh, or you want to suggest the movies we should see, or anything, you can email us at podcast at com, or else you can use the contact us page on the website. Once again, that's podcast at com. Now, I don't feel you need to be nice to us. If, if you don't like what we're doing, you can write us an email and tell us that we're full of shit. Yeah. You can do that. We will respond. Yeah. Will you listen? Yeah. Let's wait and see. <laughs> You're writing to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Please respond to me. <laughs> Imagine what kind of sick fuck you'd have to be to do that. <clears throat> and to mean it. Mm. You to write yourself hate mail. <laughs> wonder, you done it? Wonder if no. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I've I've beaten myself like physically beaten myself, <laughs> and not in a sexual context. Okay. Like I hate you. You're so. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> What have you oh, been doing this week? Oh, dear God. Uh, I've been working and not seeing Battleship. Hey, it's not that bad. I haven't done it in weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you're fine. Oh, but then, you know, soon you'll have someone else to beat you as well, so that'll be handy. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Face! Um, yeah, I dropped a glass in a pub on Friday. 
and then apparently just went like you know pointed towards the door and then went around the long way and left. I helped celebrate Songkran with a bunch of uh, Myanmarese yesterday in Damansara Heights. Yeah, what's that all about? I saw that. Well, it's like it's that place where we drink. Uh, oh, you? Would, I, I was like not there because that's no, no, it's not, no, it's not. No, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Oh. But uh, the people who work at the place where we drink, uh, they were adjourning somewhere else so they could celebrate uh, sort of uh, Song, ah. Song, Songkran, which is like the Myanmarese New Year. I think. I think. Um, that's what I remember hearing. I could be wrong. I don't, I'm, I'm, something else. I saw it from somewhere else. Well. Something. I don't, well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's what. I, that's what. That's what I was told. Yeah. I never actually went to any of the Myanmarese and asked them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we were. We just sort of went there. And I, and I, you know, I'm very uncultured. I have no fucking idea what these things entail. Mm-hmm. I have no idea that people are going to immediately start throwing buckets of really cold water at you. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this like someone's house or something? No, this was at uh, another another drinking place oh. uh, in Damansara Huts. Um, I'm not going to name the place just in case, you know, I don't know who, who I may be hurting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you go there and... I Glass of water in the face. A jug, a jug of water. <laughs> Juggle water in the face or down or down the down the shirt, whatever, and um, you know, and I wasn't ready for that. No, <laughs> you hadn't brought your wet gear. I was. I mean, I wasn't. I was. I was about as well dressed as I normally am. Yeah, yeah scruffy. But uh, executive yeah, scruffy. Yeah, but there were um, like um, like like Dawn. She wasn't dressed for that sort of shit, <laughs> and I think she was a little pissed. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Fucking pouring water on me and shit. <laughs> I come into your bar. It's like no, because they said like we're closing up shop here. Come and join us at the party over here. Uh-huh. So we assume we're going to a party. Yeah, yeah. And there is like music and shit, and you know, but there doesn't seem to be that many people there, and you don't expect to be. Uh, the people who are there are already dripping wet. Well, are they dried off already? I think they. I think well, you know, a lot of them were wet, but you couldn't. You just thought they were really sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> You're walking in there. You don't know what. And you just get a quick drenching, or does it go on for a bit? It goes on for the whole fucking night. <laughs> At any point, they just come up to you and just like splash. If they see you getting dry, they will come and wet you again. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> we left after. A while. <laughs> it's like, although fucking Hashem and Diane stayed on, they would, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, it's, all, it's all good, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's all get a little bit wet. <laughs> so yeah. Did they think it was leading somewhere? I, I don't know. <laughs> where could it possibly I, lead? Where could it possibly lead? <laughs> God, but Gavin Fry's bringing you cultural um, news uh, yeah. from across the yeah city you know, of K of Kuala. Not not to talk shit about anyone. It was fun and all, but it's just after you know I was fairly intoxicated and this is like 2.30 in the morning <laughs> it's not what you <laughs> it's not what you're it's, you, you didn't sign up for this I didn't sign up for this shit I didn't sign up to fucking drive home wet yeah <laughs> like dripping wet fuck got anything else this week apart from you know what mm-hmm. t-shirt contests uh nah just work uh, yeah <clears throat> Cool. Well, I found out. I found out I might be doing uh, uh, six hundred hours worth of uh, German dubbing, supervising, not 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 doing the voices. Oh, <laughs> and like dubbing it from German or into German? Uh, uh, from German. Oh, okay, in English. Yeah. How would I dub it into German? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. I was just imagining <laughs> you doing a German accent would be hilarious. <laughs> it is pretty funny. <laughs> Someone directing you. I get where you're going, but can we just go a little less Hitler? The, pro- the problem with my German accent is that if, I don't, if, I, if, I, if I don't sound like a Nazi, I sound French. <laughs> <laughs> the consistency is not quite there. I can only seem to speak with a German accent if I, sh- if I scream very loudly. Yeah. Then- Fein Hund! 
Bring me a vital organ! <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, hey, maybe we should start talking about some movies. Yeah. Um, I think we should start off with as the trailer is. So, we finally. Ran, I love The Brick by Ryan Johnson. Yes, yes. Did you see the trailer for Looper? Yes, I did. Is what did it, you think? Um, I was a little underwhelmed. It doesn't have any oomph. I was a little underwhelmed by it. I mean, like, I like, I love the concept. I love the cast. Mm. Uh, I love the look of the film. Mm. Uh, and I and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt seems to be doing a really good Bruce Willis impersonation. I didn't get that at all. <laughs> I mean, they just said they made him look weird. It's just well, it's to make him look more like Bruce Willis. Yeah. So the the the, the crux of this story is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Levitt, Levitt, Levitt. Joseph. Joseph Gordon <laughs> Joseph Gordon is uh, kind of a hitman but he only kills people who are sent back from the future so that he can kill them and then no one's looking for their bodies when you think about it it's like that's a pretty easy job yeah you just stand there wait for a body to wait appear wait for a body to appear and then pull the trigger and then that's he's it. got to disappear as well like it's like you just leave it there well you know yeah but that's more of a clean up job you know you yeah. can't really see, you know and it's pretty easy. He doesn't really need to go and see. he doesn't. He doesn't need to like fucking stake out any place. He doesn't nope. need to worry about any of that shit. A body just appears on a sheet and he blows it away. There's zero preparation time, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah he doesn't need to do any 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 work at all. Yeah. He can just sit on his ass and fucking wait. Stand out with his big, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the big it, fucking gun. It looks like a hose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like it looks like a like a gramophone. Yeah, <laughs> a blunderbuss. A long gramophone. <laughs> So a, body, a, a guy turns up who he's supposed to kill and he doesn't kill and it's Bruce Willis who is an older version of him. Yes. Um, but I mean if they're just if they're using time travel in this way in the future I'm just wondering is it like so commonplace at that point? Uh, you know I can't wait for this burrito to be ready so I'm just going to travel forward like 30 seconds? I, I don't know. I mean like uh, it's the, the trailer doesn't really give you a whole lot mm. uh, which is probably good and uh, no, this is probably I mean, this is a teaser anyway the movie doesn't come out until September I'm sure we're going to see more stuff and they did do that stupid thing of they did three teasers for the trailer yes and I yes. actually tweeted to the director uh, R.C. Johnson Ryan Johnson on Twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> and he responded I said oh come on you're doing the, tra- the, t- the teaser for the trailer thing again come on mm-hmm. and he responded with, yeah I know but we tried to tell you a little bit about the movie and I was like oops sorry oh so he he listened <laughs> he responded yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they did watch the first teaser thing and they did talk it's, they, they are talking about the movie yes. it's not just I mean it's a little bit like the Prometheus ones in that in the Prometheus ones you did have Ridley Scott talking about the movie mm-hmm. it is almost like a behind the scenes bit mm-hmm. but it is still lame don't do it movies yeah it's I don't know it's just it's overkill you know it's a little too much yeah. you know and um, by the t- and with these three teasers they show you little snippets of uh, stuff from the trailer so by the time you see the trailer you've kind of already seen the trailer you know and maybe the, that take the, away, that's the, why you take the, away the excitement you. the excitement of seeing it for the first time is kind of gone because you feel like oh I've already I already know what's going on I've already seen the images so now once you're I mean, the whole point of the trailer is to get you into the story. If you're already into the story by the time you see the trailer, then all you're going to do is just look for stuff to bitch about. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, it's not quite what I thought. You know, mm. I'm, I'm, I don't it's have blue. I don't have an erection. <laughs> yeah. So how good can it be? Oh, what's that? Did you? Actually- is it just me, or is Bruce Willis like looking old really quick? No, he's always looked old. No, but no, but I mean, this ever one, since the Fifth Element. In this one, he, he looks old. I think he looked older at the back in the GI Joe Two trailer in the back of that flatbed <laughs> going. Ah! Hey, Bruce Willis has never ever done the done the screaming and, sh- and shooting route. He did on the at the end of uh, G.I. Joe. Or maybe he's not screaming. No, no, he, no, he wasn't. He was. Hold it in. He had his tough guy. He had his, he had his tough guy face. He wasn't making any noise. He said, the oldest gun's giving me a hernia. <laughs> but did you see the Brothers Bloom? 
Uh, yes, I did. Oh, did you? Because it's the same director. He did yeah, Freak, which I love. Yes. And I haven't actually watched the Lord of the Bloom yet. Um, it's good. Yeah? It's good. It's, I mean, it's a nice, quirky little piece. Mm. Um, I, I, it's, it's not as good as Brick, mm. but it's a fun little movie. Cool. It's a charming little film. You yeah. know, it's not going to... It's not going to blow you away or anything, but you won't regret seeing it. Cool. Might check that out. Fun, quirky, charming, little, nice character piece. Was Rachel Weisz. Yes. She's good in it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's good fun in it. Cool. Rachel Weisz is one of those actors that sometimes you forget she's good. Yeah. You know? She, it, Every time you watch a mummy movie, for example. <laughs> oh, God, here we go again. Well, at least she was smart enough not to go back for the... The third one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe she should be in the reboot. <laughs> Maybe. I haven't seen The Constant Gardener, so maybe that will change my... Uh... I haven't seen The Constant Gardener either. Yeah, it's that title. It's... Yeah. And it's Ray Fiennes. He gardens. Ray F- Constantly. <laughs> While his wife is getting raped. <laughs> I, hear, I hear that's what happened. It, uh, something happens to her in Africa and he's finding out what happens I, I, I hear she's just like raped and killed. Yeah. That's why she won Spoilers. the... Spoilers! <laughs> well, that's why she won the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. She got raped and killed. Because he got raped and killed. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if if you know, if all else fails, like go the Jodie Foster route. Exactly. It's like no one's taking me seriously. I need to get raped. Easy. <laughs> On screen. <laughs> <laughs> or creatively. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about the beaver. <laughs> mm. uh, not many people saw Jodie Foster's beaver. Mm. I still haven't seen it. It's good. Did you see the poster for Django Unchained? I'll put a link up to this on the side. In the side yes, I did. It's cool. It's very Saul Bass. It's very Saul Bass. Although I think the, the Saul Bass thing is starting to become that guy who does the Saul Bass style for... Uh, what, it's not the new Beverly. What's the, the theatre? Mondo Cinemas? Oh, yeah. Ollie Ross. Ollie Ross, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Saul yeah. Bass. It's becoming the Ollie Ross style poster now. Which is cool. Which yeah. is cool. No, I've been trying to get my hands on some Ollie Ross pieces. Impossible, right? Fucking Mondo, man. It's like, they sell out in seconds. But you know, they... they Fuck them, man. It's like, I'm trying to... And the thing is, they don't tell you when the fucking thing's coming out. <coughs> yeah, you, no. gotta, you gotta look at it at Twitter. It's like, oh, they're on sale now. Yeah. But shit. But, you know, they're on, they're on US time. Yeah. It's a fucking pain in the ass over here in Malaysia. And then, can you please... <laughs> can you please have more than just... How many fucking copies? Like 50 or something? They won't. This is the thing. Uh, there was an interview with them, with the guys behind it. Fuck um, that! That's bullshit. Slash I want an own an Ollie Ross. <laughs> You're not making that easy. But they literally they started off with the. You know how much more you got to pay on eBay? Mondo, Mondo Tees, right? And then there were the Austin Alamo. Is it the Alamo Draft House? The Alamo Draft House. They got associated with them, and they 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 on purpose to keep their print run small because if they say if we go big, then it loses all you know specialness. No, I know, I know, I know. And, but that was the whole point and they were talking about like, they put on their first um, um, uh, exhibition exhibition show yeah, 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 no I've been trying to get any one I've been trying to get those for fucking ever <laughs> the only and, the, they're like, and there's, there's only one that they have that, no, that nobody seems to want to buy and that's the Rumpelstiltskin one but that's not an Ollie Ross that's yeah. like some other is that one of the ones with like the montage of faces or something? Yeah, they yeah, really yeah. really detailed ones as well yeah. the Ollie Ross ones are really minimal and then there's these other ones that are hyper deep like there's a Gremlins one I think that is like it almost has the entire movie on the poster yeah, little bits yeah. that all over yeah. no no like all of their for the most part like 99% of the, all of their posters are fucking cool yeah. they're, they're, the poster they did for The Mist was awesome The Witch of the Mist The Mist mm-hmm. yeah um, they did a Fortress of Solitude one that was really really cool the Scott Pilgrim one was awesome yeah and you know and they have this and also there's a beautiful Swamp Thing uh, uh, Swamp Thing one that they did that was really really cool Glow in the Dark cool Glow in the Dark Swamp Thing poster by Mondo 
And which is that going for on eBay? <laughs> that is sex. <laughs> it's like six hundred US or something like that. Yeah, fuck that, man. For a it's almost a cost of pulse rifle. It's like you'd think you were buying a piece of art or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're buying them a new patio. Yeah, but no, but I really like the uh, the Django Unchained poster. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's a perfect teaser. It just seems weird that like so they're at poster level, but already I think last week or during the week there was news that Joseph Gordon-Levitt again is out. Yeah, he's out because it's... So are they uh, shooting it? Are they not shooting it? Is it like nearly done? Or what the fuck's going no, on? No, no, no. It's, it's already shooting. There have been uh, set pictures with uh, uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, not many. Just like a couple of him and a couple of like uh, Tarantino on the set, just like with his fucking view cam. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, they are. It's it's full steam ahead. And uh, the, the role that... Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was supposed to be playing was not a major role right. so it was uh, I think it was a, like a minor supporting character he was supposed to get teamed up with Anthony LaPaglia uh, is that how you pronounce his name? Anthony pa- LaPaglia 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 my pal LaPaglia LaPaglia <laughs> I have a bad case of LaPaglia <laughs> it really chafes I'll have I'll have the LaPaglia thank, <laughs> thank you with some parmigiano um, is, it, is, uh, is there nuts in this? <laughs> that funny line from when Harry met Sally it's like she ordered a pecan pie and started breaking out into hives and she, and she said wait is there nuts in this mm. <laughs> it's, it's pecan pie yeah. <laughs> I can imagine I can, I can see Billy Crystal saying that now. <sighs> uh, but yes I did like that poster yes it's cool it's been a while it's been a while actually since I've seen a cool poster yeah what was the last cool really cool poster you saw I think it was that, that Japanese Star Trek one I saw in Singapore that I didn't buy. No, no, you can, okay, well, in that case, for me, it's the Japanese Watchmen. Oh, right. <laughs> Hang on, what are you going to say? No, you can't talk about Japan. Yeah, I was going to say, no, you, everything, in Japan, everything in Japanese looks cool. You yeah. can't talk about that. Well, shit. And also, talk about Japan, you must pretend you're in the Pokemon. <laughs> I would like to go someday. It's awesome. Everything in Japan is cool. Oh. Let's get another ball. And what else we got in news? Oh, the Avengers premiere was on this week, and the news is resoundingly good. Yes, there are uh, lots of tweets from everyone. Everyone, <laughs> they can't talk about the movie because it's embargo till next week. They're just saying it's awesome. Yes, it's everyone saying it's it's good, which Excellent. is good news. Which is very good news. Yes. That would be that would be very very sad if that movie turned out to suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's about time that you know Joss Whedon got got the opportunity to really show what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, because I was always very impressed with uh, what he did with Serenity, the film. Mm. Uh, I thought for the budget that he had, it stands well. It, you know, he squeezed a lot out of he squeezed a lot of shit out of that budget, mm. and so I'm really, really keen to see what uh, what he's done. But yeah, I remember it's like hearing him in a in an in, reading an interview of his where he said, you know, it's like he writes all of his characters like they're the lead. Yes, you know, and and that makes a lot of sense when you go back and watch all when you, when you go back, especially like with Firefly. Mm. I never got into Buffy, mm. uh, but. Um, with, with Firefly every character you know any one of those characters could have a standalone episode and you wouldn't mind yeah yeah you know where you, whereas you don't always feel that way about a lot of shows it's yeah. like oh, fuck they're not well rounded enough and that's you have to that's why it, it always comes true it doesn't matter effects or anything else if you don't have well rounded characters you don't have something worth watching it's like fuck, fuck I'm not watching this it's a Mallory episode yeah <laughs> family times <laughs> too long ago too long ago I'll be in my bunk <laughs> Change bunk adventures. Yeah, what, that's coming out pretty soon here, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not next week, it's the week after, the 27th. 
I think it's actually coming out. Someone I heard somewhere it was coming out here like the, a little bit before the US or something, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. But fuck it. But uh, one thing <coughs> that uh, was nice to see. Um, it looks like Joss Whedon is going to be the first guy to finally uh, get Hulk right. Because a lot yeah, of everyone's it, saying Hulk's awesome. Everyone's saying Hulk's really awesome. Even there's a snarky motherfucker I follow on Twitter, Scott E. Weinberg. He's a yeah. horror uh, reviewer. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, we finally got the Hulk we deserve. Excellent. So that sounds awesome. Also, there was a strange story that supposedly they were shooting an extra, an scene, extra scene after yes. the premiere. After the premiere. Once they got them all together again, it's like they're just doing a little bit. Someone went up to Mark. They kind of Mark said Ruffalo, no. Yeah. Mike Ruffalo was just presented with the wardrobe and said, we're doing something. It's like, what? I don't know, but just put this on. <laughs> unless, unless it was just you know someone from the uh, wardrobe department taking uh, liberties and just saying yeah you, you you have to put on this leather game suit yeah just for a minute we just gotta take some photos yeah it should be fine excellent um, other, other news that like so coming next week in the cinema we've got Cabin in the Woods and Lockout are both coming out in Malaysia and both of those are getting well Cabin in the Woods more yeah, so Cabin is in getting, the Woods is getting excellent reviews yes and again, Lockout, Lockout not so much not so much but I just saw the headline that just said you know more snarky Guy Pearce please the rest it gets muddled but Guy Pearce is supposed to be really really good mm-hmm. um, but yeah Cabin in the Woods for a movie that was shot like what like eight, ten, three. eight fucking 20 years ago yeah <laughs> It's actually, it's not uh, Liam Helmgroth, it's his dad who's in it. <laughs> but it looks, it sounds, everyone's saying it's great. Yeah, no, I, I've actually, uh, I haven't seen a trailer, I've avoided everything. Even the first trailer? Even the first trailer, I haven't yeah. seen shit. And that's so, the best so, way to go in. So I'm looking forward to watching it, really yeah. looking forward to watching it. I haven't even read any of the reviews, I just saw the rating on, t- on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's yeah. like fucking 95%. It's like a horror film, ninety five percent. That's got to be fucking amazing. Yeah, and I, ha- I mean, I'm not and seeing I, and, and I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I really I mean, haven't seen a fucking thing. I did see someone saying that they, they'd seen the first trailer and they do wish they hadn't because the more unprepared you are, the better it is. <coughs> Excellent. So, looking forward to that next week. Um, what were you saying there now? <laughs> I had a really nice segue, but it's gone now. <laughs> Where is my mind? What are, you, what are you fucking... <laughs> oh, uh, is it my turn? <laughs> uh, we talked a little while ago, I think, about Alfonso Cuaron's Gravity. Yeah, quite a long time ago. Yeah, so this, it's still... There's, uh, George Cooney and Sandra Bullock as uh, astronauts trapped in space after their ship blows yeah. up. Yeah. But some interesting stuff came out of this in that they said that uh, there's been no footage or anything shown. So we're talking about the Django and Chain trailer, our poster, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, this footage and everything of that. But there's been, it's been going on longer and there's nothing. Yeah quite interesting what they're saying about it like instead of trying to create real people and what they're doing and like put them into a computer generated world mm-hmm. I think they've just kind of animated everything and just stuck the faces on you think? that's what the um, who was it the Christopheria who oversees development of VFX and animation at Warner's mm-hmm. he, he had a chat with Quarren about the it's just the, it'll feature mostly the film's mostly in Earth orbit and it'll feature extended long shots yes I heard, I heard about the long shots most and, films, and I heard that there'll be very little dialogue as well yeah most really <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I heard there'll be a lot of long fucking shots because like, no dialogue. <laughs> they say when you can consider an average two-hour film, film, i.e., a non-Michael Bay pod Greengrass cutathon, you get around one thousand three hundred to one thousand five hundred shots. There's apparently only one hundred and fifty-six shots in the entire two-hour movie. M- many of them six, eight, ten minutes long, which is kind of insane. Yep. Um, well, I know. I mean, but I am very, very interested to see this film. Uh, and then it, they said, let's try and make an entirely animated film and then backwards engineer the people into it. Let's even engineer the people. Let's not engineer the people into it. Let's engineer their faces. So it's turning into an animated movie. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. I'm 
I'm psyched for it though. Mm. It sounds really cool. It sounds like it's going to be. I mean, are you going to get classical music over the end? It's going to be like 2002. Uh, 2001. Oh, 2002. The sequel. <laughs> 2002. The sequel. <laughs> 2001. There was already a sequel. I know. 2010. <laughs> that was a very different movie. You know, it had a fucking talking off. Uh, what's a talking dolphin in the beginning? I know. It's very difficult to go from Stanley Kubrick to Peter Hyams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a thriller. There wasn't all the slow shots and stuff. I know. From the director of The Shining to the director of Time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. No. <laughs> um, no, but I, uh, but I am very interested to see that. I mean, like, uh, I, I like the idea of having, like, just a lot of really long shots and having it be very quiet. I, I, this is the first I'd heard about it being animated, though. Mm. Again, maybe animated, but it's like it's almost CG'd. I mean, kind of animated the same way maybe Avatar is, maybe. So what? Is George Clooney going to be blue? Don't know. <sighs> He's an astronaut. He's a pretty good astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> he loses his spaceship, but it takes the love of a good woman for him to find his way. Find his way back on to get his feet on the ground it's, again. It's her voice that leads him home. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? I'm over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can you handle this bus? <laughs> yeah and we talked about the Hunter Games last week because I reviewed it um, and speaking of Alfonso Cuaron as well yeah he's one of the directors that apparently is on the uh, the wish list yeah Lionsgate is called the master list of seven to eight names and three on the list are Alfonso Cuaron uh, Alejandro González Inarratu who wrote ba- who's the director ba- Babel and David Cronenberg yeah <laughs> David Cronenberg's Hunger Games sounds fucking awesome. I would go see David Cronenberg's Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. And I think David Cronenberg knows that. Yeah. So I hope he says yes. <laughs> what was the last film he did? He did um, something recently that's... A Dangerous Method. A Dangerous Method, yeah. And, he, and he's great got, reviews. And he's got uh, Cosmopolis coming out. Mm. That's all over the place, isn't it? Who's the, who's the lead in that? Robert Pattinson. Mm. Unfortunately. Yeah, but it looks kind of trippy. It does look kind of trippy. And... Uh, Big fans on the show here of the Shaun of the Deads and the Spaces and all that stuff. So a little bit of Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg news. Separate, of course. Mm-hmm. And so did you see Edgar Wright has Brandon Generator online? No. What's that? So he's doing basically, um, <clears throat> it's a motion comic thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Tommy Lee Edwards as the artist. It's narrated by J- Julian Barrett, who's the jazz one from The Mighty Boosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the one who's not Vince. Mm-hmm. And it has a, cool, a new and hypnotic score by David Holmes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the first episode's online now. The weird, the weirdest part of all of this is that you have to use Internet Explorer nine to get the full, <laughs> the full effects. Uh-huh. It's all using HTML five, which is the new markup language for the website. But that's just so weird that you would, I don't know. Maybe someone at IE, at, at, at Microsoft, is cool and said, "Let's get uh, Edgar Wright to do something for us." Right. But it just seems weird that you know you do that on IE, like it's the. It's like doing a big Hollywood thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like they're the they're the they're the man, man. He's mm-hmm. working for the man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just had a, I didn't have a chance to look at it much. But um, it's about a, an author who has uh, writer's block and has to do something weird. It's episodic, right? And in between episodes, you can leave notes and things on Brandon's computer. Oh, okay. And they will might play into the next episode. Oh, right. So it's very cool. I don't know if you, I, Tommy, Tommy Lee Edwards. I had a quick look at his site, and it's like. He's done some publicity materials for Men in Black. I think he's written some Wolverine stuff. It's kind of that... It's not photo real. I think it's a bit like Alias. Remember the Alias? Yes, 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 yes. You know that way it's like it's comic book, it's real, it's more, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. comic booky. It's not like Kirby Fantastic Four. It's like photos that have been painted. 
Yes. Kind of. No, I know the type you mean. Yeah. So it's a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. I look quite scratchy and stuff. So that's that's kind of cool. And, and he he had it on his website. He's like, you know, watch it now. I look forward to collaborating with you. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. So I must have a look at that. On the other side of the camera, Simon Pegg. This, this trailer came out of nowhere last week. I think I forgot to mention it. Uh, fantastic, fantastic Fear of Everything. everything. Yeah. You see this? Yeah, it looks cool. Looks cool, but nothing, I knew nothing about, I heard nothing about this movie. No, I, I had heard about it. Really? Uh, I think um, I'd read about it, I think, in Empire or something, or in an interview with Simon Pegg where he had mentioned it, mm. uh, that he was doing that. Um, but then that was the last of it. There was no information after that. Mm. But uh, no, this is an awesome... It looks awesome. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. It looks... I got a lot of Tim off it. You know, he's lying on the floor on the phone. He's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. very Tim. And yeah. I think it, is this a, the, the story, the, I found it quite just kind of confusing. Yeah, I can't quite make out what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, because he seems to be kind of confident writer at some point. Yeah. At other points, he's a, he's a nervous wreck. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole stop motion style hedgehog thing yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah, And he's terrified of the laundress. Yes. And but there's no, ex- no, no explanation as to, uh, as to why. Yeah. And it's also, he seems to be like terribly afraid of everything. Yes. But also, in some of the scenes in the film... He looks fine. He looks fine. Yeah. So it's confusing in that way. But the re- I was trying to place the guy, it's the... Paul Freeman, who was the vicar from Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. is in it. It's kind of like... Tell me your first, your first uh, childhood memories. Like, oh, it's when the orphanage is on fire. It's like, oh, you're being facetious. It's like, no, the orphanage I was in burnt down when I was a child. It's kind of darkly funny. Yes. It does look good. I don't know. Did you see who directed it? Uh, no, I didn't. But it's got a nice... Oh, it's directed by former Cooler Shaker frontman Crispin Mills. Oh, okay. Crispin. Daughter, or son of... Uh, he did look like a daughter, though, of um, Hayley Mills. Oh, right. From the original Parent Trap and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her of the soft voice. <laughs> She used to narrate Rob Rupert the, Pear, the Rupert the Bear books. I did not know that. Yeah. Where did that? Oh, Rupert the Bear. <laughs> God, that's a blast. As, re- <laughs> as, 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 read, as read by Haley Mills, you should you should definitely like check that out, man. It's pretty trippy. <laughs> um. What else is going to happen? <laughs> Uh, David Gordon Green continues his completely schizophrenic film career by directing a remake of Suspiria. A remake of what? Suspiria. I've never seen that. Dario Argento's classic 1977 horror movie. Oh, no. You've I heard of it, though, right? No. I haven't watched it either. I'm sourcing a copy at the moment because I've heard people who watch it. It's one of these things. It's Dario Argento. Yeah, so. yeah he's, he's, a cra- he's a crazy crazy motherfucker. And, you know, David Gordon Green, The Sitter, The Highness, Your Highness, Pineapple Express. You know, that's yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Yep. Fucked up. That's like, you know, <coughs> let's go see Rob Reiner's Transformers. <laughs> I'd go for that. I'd go for Chris Columbus's Transformers. Would you? Yeah. I wouldn't. Chris Columbus's I dog. hate Chris Columbus. <laughs> what? He's the fucking devil. Even on, no, uh, Almost Famous? That's, that's Cameron Crowe. Oh, I got the CCs. <laughs> Chris Columbus is fucking Home Alone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. And the first Harry Potter? At the first two Harry Potters, yeah. both of you know the, the two worst Harry Potters. I get people confused if they have the same letters in their name. How can you? <laughs> yeah, Cameron. You're Crow. just lucky I don't know any like you know Gordon Yons or anything like that. I get you fucked up all the time. Cameron Crowe, Chris Columbus. Yeah, they sound exactly the same. In my mind, they do. Oh, you can't get those two confused. One's a director. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, do you ever use the website uh, Dark Horizons? I only mentioned this 
Everyone's uh, once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. I, I only mention this because I love that they have the way they headline their news mm-hmm. is that you know they try and say the per- you know they try to verb the name of the movie or make it an adjective for the actor who's involved or mm-hmm. the producer or something. So uh, the, the, the latest one for Wentworth Miller's latest project is Went- Wentworth, Wentworth Miller has disappointments. I'm, not, I'm fucking sure he has the way his career is gone. <laughs> he was in Resident Evil movie for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently he's a pretty decent writer. Well, that's the thing. He sold a thriller screenplay called The Disappointments Rooms and, um, and to Voltage Pictures and Killer Films. So it's like The Disappointments Room. Is that like the casting room for him? Like, yes. I don't know. Apparently it's a story. It's a, it's a family that moves into an old house. But he also wrote Stoker. Pak Chan-Woon Chan Stoker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that one's being, being made right now. Yeah. So. I don't know if he's in the latest version of the movie, is he? I don't know. I sort of stopped watching the Resident Evil movies quite yeah. a long time ago. It's it's horror. It's horror wallpaper. Literally, just go see it so you can say you've seen it. That's the only reason I go for it at this point. Oh, this is the one I want to finish on. So uh, Michael Fassbender, you know, you know, he's he's fighting with um, Ryan Gosling over just the coolest guy alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got a little bit cooler in a, in a recent interview. He was talking about like it's it's, it's first real sci-fi film with the. Uh, Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah. First real fucking proper sci-fi movie that's come out in a long time. Yeah. But he was talking about that um, when he was a kid, Star Wars was only the, re- the only real sort of sci-fi fascination I had as a youngster. youngster. I collected and I've still got the at, at the Millennium Falcon and the Ewok Village. That's the Ewok Village. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. He doesn't talk about the ad on it else. He's like, Fassbender went on to describe the Ewok, Ewok Village set to them just in case there was any question of his sincerity. It's kind of like three tree- trees or four, perhaps. They're sort of joined together with a platform bit. It's quite cool. You can go into the trunk of one and come out the other. <laughs> and there's a little sort of wind-up trap net thing where you can sort of... I remember somebody that. Up. Yeah, I, remember yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the wind-up net. <laughs> <laughs> We're this much closer to Michael being Michael Fassbender. <laughs> That's just cool, though. I never had the Ewok Village. No, near that. I didn't, I didn't have the at Walker, either. No, I didn't have the at I had the Millennium Falcon. I had the Millennium Falcon, as well. <laughs> with the, um, I had the Millennium Falcon and I had the X-Wing. Yeah, and, and, I had, and I had Darth, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> I had a friend, uh, my, my cousin, I think we talked about it before, my cousin's friends, there was like three of them. Mm-hmm. It was, it was twins and a younger brother. And they had like, between them, they had like, I, 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 that was when I first three, saw the three, ad, three, ad. I was three. like, the original ad, ad Y-Wing, Vader's TIE Fighter. Because I hadn't seen Vader's TIE Fighter in stores. I mean, everyone had X-Wings, but all the other cool shit was gone. Did you have, did you have a Tauntaun? Kai had a tauntaun. Yeah, the tauntaun with, with, with the, the stomach. You the open the stomach open. You open the stomach. My belly's not bad in the head, No, but even, no, but even like uh, that's how you sit Luke on it is to put him in. Oh, yes, it's a hole in the, the top, hole, and the bottom, the his hole. feet sticking at the bottom. <laughs> the whole top. <laughs> <laughs> even uh, my cousin had all like the weird toys, like you know that radar dish gun from Hoth. Yes, yes. Yeah, and you press the button and it explodes. It's like, well, that's pointless. You know the uh, the, the thing that always like sort of was weird for me that I never liked. Is be- you know the the, the biker scout yeah, yeah. with the speeder is that you know because the, the the fucking legs don't the knees don't bend yeah yeah, so yeah. you sit the mo- sits like- he sits like he's getting his fucking balls <laughs> with that little kind of uh, the TNT uh, the driver thing yeah, yeah yeah and the fucking bike is too wide for its legs so you're squeezing his legs apart and it almost looks like it's gonna break uh, and then so- you and then you accidentally grab it from the back and press the button and it flies apart and you got to put it back together again yeah that's right it flies apart. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Those were cool, but the thing was, I, I it pissed me off because it doesn't look like that in the movie. Yeah, no, but you know, that was they didn't have the knee joints. I think that's why I I, I bought so many fucking toys at once when I when, you know like uh, when I could when I was old enough to afford all the collectibles is because they were finally making toys that looked movie accurate. Yeah, 
You know, it's like, shit, I must have that because it fulfills a childhood memory. Yeah, when I was a kid, I got the, the Hoth uh, Luke, and I, for ages I was wondering what this big fucking lump coming out of his head was. It's supposed to be the scarf. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he's riding on his yeah, Santa, yeah, yeah, he has yeah. it over his face and yeah, pulls yeah, yeah. it to the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the toy has this, like, plastic lump yeah, 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 on the yeah. side of his head. There's this fucking thing there that's just like, <laughs> what is the this? Fuck is, this? <laughs> is, is Luke Jamaican? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Is he elephant? What the hell is this shit growing out of the side of his head? <laughs> But the thing, the thing that got me was after a certain point, because they stopped making the toys, all I got was Gamoran guards. I had so many pig face guards, it was ridiculous. I love the Gamoran guard. To this, do you know that I was truly horrified when, when, when the Gamoran guard got eaten? Oh, by the, by the, uh, it's like a pig. <laughs> by the Rancor. Yeah, by the Rancor. That really freaked me out. What about, that? <laughs> what about the, 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 dude, the fat dude with no top who's crying when the Rancor is dead? The Rancor keeper. I know, I know. <coughs> Poor guy. Crying like Harvey Keitel. <laughs> That's how Harvey, you know, the Harvey Keitel has when he doesn't when he, when he cries. He doesn't really cry. He just sort of does this sort of like like a, like a dying dog kind sort of noise. A keen. <laughs> have you seen Bad Lieutenant? No, not yet. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. He Neither cries not. a lot in that movie. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> Direct quote. Okay. I love the scene where he shoots his fucking car stereo. <laughs> because he's a compulsive gambler. Yeah, yeah. And he's listening to the fucking uh, baseball game. And he loses. And he loses. And he's like, you motherfucker! He takes out his gun and shoots the car stereo. <laughs> while he's driving. Yeah. Like, oh, while he's driving. And then people, then people like, uh, in the car next to him are looking at him. And he like looks at them and like, what the fuck you want? And he t- takes the siren, puts the siren up. <laughs> he starts driving away. And then as he's driving away with the siren on, he starts going... Motherfucker! That's awesome. It's ridiculous. I love that movie. Nuts. <laughs> no, it's, it's a fucking crazy movie. You get an extended shot of Harvey Keitel's dick. Yeah. I remember at one point in the 90s you couldn't throw a rock without hitting a movie where Carby Keitel was showing his dick mm. it's like in the piano we got a piece of it he puts his dick yeah. on the piano <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately no one was there to close it the <laughs> <laughs> uh, hunter you know she's mute she can't mm. say no nope she can't say nothing she win an Oscar for being a mute <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> she does. She does have really no voice. Like wasn't it Little Miss Firejack or Cracker Jack or something? She was in. Not Little Miss Sunshine, but something similar. Only it was like an older version. Mm. Yeah, she, the homecoming queen thing. Yeah, yeah she does that. She but does she does that really flat. So the yeah, accent yeah. really. That, yeah, shut your face. <laughs> Any more news from you? No, I'm good. Moving on to emails and things. Uh, this week we've got a question. Via the, we've got a, a mail, a site from the site. Um, if this is you, please remind me who you are. Message starts. Ian, I'm at, I used to down your podcasts as they helped me sleep when I'm long flights. I subsequently stopped downloading because it started becoming frequent and I seem to have built up an immunity to the content which affected the part of my brain which I wanted to affect on said long flights. Anyway, since they started reappearing, they are now becoming interesting, so keep up the good work. Onwards and upwards. Cheers, Mark. P.S. Nice website too. P.P.S. When are you going to invite me on a podcast? I know about seven Marks. Um, I don't know who this is. They, they use a Mac though. <laughs> that narrows it down. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're gently sleeping on a fly, wake up! Ian's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he probably.
probably might have uh, figured that out by now. Yep. Can you imagine, dude, if he's listening to this shit on a plane? If you're, if you're listening to this and you're falling asleep, wake up! It's going down! <laughs> what was that noise? This is your. There's ca- a gremlin on the wing. This is your captain speaking. Uh, I'm not feeling very well, and uh, I appear to have lost control of the plane. <laughs> Enjoy the Van Damme movie. Yes. <laughs> There's always one. There's always one. Uh, please. P- but anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, listening. If you tell us who you are, we'll say hello properly. Uh, I also want to give a shout out on Twitter um, as well to Rue uh, three sizes every time I do something. Uh, or you at or you e underscore a y underscore e e. That's not that's not difficult to understand at all. Are you a e? Okay, well that's how it's. Um, well, they said this. You know, they, first of all, they're the only person that I think I know I saw who actually responded to both of us with laser dicks. <laughs> yes, no, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> but the other one they sent us was a link to thehappyplace.com, and they have a list of ten movies which don't need to be, which you never want to see in three D. The 10 possible worst movies to convert to 3D. Running these down, there's The Human Centipede. Pretty nasty, but, you know, that's not really... I don't mind that. I don't think that'd be too bad. I have no desire whatsoever to see The Human Centipede. It just sounds... It, it just sounds like, fuck that. That's, yeah. You know, it's just... It's, it's, it's shock value. That's too much. It's a bit too much. I probably would go see The Passion of the Christ in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> the whips really come out at you. So would I, actually. <laughs> I don't think that's such a bad idea. I think I'd regret it. <laughs> but I'd, I'd give it a go. <laughs> uh, we also have Precious, based on a book by the novel... What's her name? Um, the Accused. <laughs> this one that stuck out for me is Happiness, because this is probably the one movie that I went to see that I wish I'd walked out of. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no, I haven't. It's the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> I hear it's really good. No, the trailer looks awesome. It may look really, really funny, but dear lord, like we were actively talking in the screen, someone was saying, "Should we leave? Should we?" I mean, there's a whole subplot about the kid who can't masturbate. No, but I hear, that, I heard, I heard this was actually very good. It got really good reviews. Mm, I know it did. Uh, that's, it just confused me. Now we weren't twelve when we fucking saw it. We were in college, and the, we'd seen something else in the uh, screen cinema, which is more arty cinema. Yeah. No, I remember this. Was and the uh, trailer looked quirky. That one who was in all those nineties movies, Captain Keenan. No, uh, mm. Parker Posey. No, neither. Keenan, Aaron, Elizabeth. No, not no. Anywho, whoever she was, you know, it looked like a quirky thing about all these people trying to find happiness. And then, like Philip Seymour Hoffman is just weird and sweaty in it. Uh, Dylan Baker is wandering around having fantasies about gunning everyone down like out at the school he works at there's this kid whose whole through line is he can't masturbate and he has to look, except when he's looking at dogs or something like that mm-hmm. I guess what it was mm-hmm. but it was just awkward and over long scenes and everything it was just like unco- it was uncomfortable watching but wasn't comfortable in a good way right and it just like I came out of it feeling absolutely I felt like less of a person having watched it <laughs> so I'd love to see that in 3D <laughs> Uh, the other one is Hotel Rwanda. No. No. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I can see a little bit of that. Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Definitely does not need to be a 3D. My Dinner with Andre. <laughs> I'd see that in 3D. I want to see that. <laughs> I had a number one. The Crying Game. <laughs> it really comes out towards you. <laughs> that was a funny movie. <laughs> You treat tragedy as comedy and comedy as tragedy. Yeah, I don't know. Forrest, Forrest Whitaker got nailed in that fucking movie. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker just... He's like... 
Forrest Whitaker is one of those actors. It's like he's all he's either really good or really bad. And when he's really bad, he looks like someone's just hit him in the head with a plank. <laughs> when he's really bad, he really comes across retarded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's really good, he's electrifying. Yeah. But when he's really bad, he's like. Nah, nah. <laughs> Species, he's wearing that fucking stupid beanie, and he's like, he's, he's trying to look like he's, she's lost, she's alone, and it looks like he's having a stroke. He's like, uh. or else he's just come too hard. I mean, I watched Ghost Dog Way. The samurai's like, why is it? Who's it? What's this chubby ninja? And you know, you get it. He's all badass and all zen and stuff. But he has that weird thing where he's 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 got two lazy eyes. Like how fast can he possibly move? <laughs> <laughs> but he has got kind of two lazy eyes, right? Yeah, he does. They're looking in he two does. completely different directions. Did you see Street Kings? No, actually. Yeah, he has, there's just this big scene with him and Keanu Reeves at the end, and it's like they're both just shouting at each other. And it looks real. <laughs> it's like they're both like. Literally just screaming at each other for ten minutes. <laughs> Sounds awesome. It's like they're all trying to like outshout each other. Like, ah, I did it! Ah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and the way and, and the and the camera angle, it's like <laughs> they on on Forrest Whitaker's close up. It's like Forrest Whitaker's to the left, and then you get like a little bit of the room with the framed picture. Yeah. And you're wondering what, why. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah, is acting, why his acting is so electrifying like, that's a nice picture why have you put the camera like that <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is screaming his, his lungs out give center him, frame give him full frame <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the droopy eye is accentuated when he's shouting really loud oh really yeah, so yeah, he gets yeah. even more littered he looks he literally looks like he's go, his face is going to explode <laughs> <laughs> oh poor dude I do have a copy of Battlefield Earth there. <laughs> Keanu Reeves looks like he's, he's still in rehearsal. <laughs> Wait, was that a take? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> We're just doing the shouty take. <laughs> oh, God. Can we do a quiet one anyway? What, what movie would you hate to see in 3D? Titanic <laughs> I just wouldn't like to see that movie again it's like shit man fucking James Cameron of all the movies in his canon the movie he goes back and converts yeah. to 3D is Titanic yes why convert fucking Terminator man yeah get that hand reaching through the screen Con- when it's going around Sarah Connor fucking Joe convert the abyss yeah <laughs> convert aliens what a mind fuck that would be. That whole Mariana Strange thing. He was just putting footage for the Abyss too. Abyss Harder. I joke, we'll say that every week. <laughs> Even more Abyss. Even more Abyss. What, <laughs> what Abyss did next? Uh, I still, I still would like to get one of those t that says, I, I, you know, was, you can't scare me. I, I worked on the Abyss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our life's Abyss and then you die. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, what about you? 3D. I don't know. I wish I hadn't seen Wrath of the Titans in 3D. Or not Wrath of the Titans, the first one. Clash, Clash of the Titans. I didn't see it in 3D. Yeah, it was pants. <laughs> I don't know. I would... Uh... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's radio. Great radio. Yeah. I can't think of anything. I can't think. No. Just enjoy the silence. I just, I, I could, I'd hate to watch The Love Guru in 3D. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Did you see the uh, Val Kilmer thing where he's done up like he's doing a woman? What is it with doing a one man show with Mark Twain? 
Uh, people do it a lot. Yeah. No, I I saw the picture. The guy who played Mark Twain in the Next Generation episode did a one man show with mm-hmm. Mark Twain. It seems to be the thing you do when you hit a certain age or a certain width. Mm-hmm. And he was he was getting all made up for it and shit. So it's a one man stage show, right? Yeah, yeah. And he and uh, apparently after that he wants to direct the film. Of the, the film version of it, okay, yeah. in himself, with himself in it, yeah, of course. Is he going to produce, edit, makeup, hair, makeup, everything? He's hiring himself. He's yeah. No, but uh, you know, Val but, Kilmer but, presents. But, but he Val actually, Kilmer I've, I've seen the pictures, and he actually looks pretty good in it. Have you seen any reviews of it though? No, no, no. But Val Kilmer's a good actor. He's just, you know, he just hasn't been very smart about a few things. But uh, yeah. he's he is a good actor. Hmm. Fucking Juilliard trained motherfucker. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. There you go. Gay. What was his name? Gay Perry. Mm. Great. <laughs> Stop calling me that. I think we should get onto the reviews now. Yeah. Um, Ladies first. Okay. Cue you, epic you're staring you're contest. You're <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later. After you. No, no, no. no, no. After you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you've got the more recent one, so I'll go second. Yeah. <laughs> Pussies go last. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so yes, I saw Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. This is going to be a very short review. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is really good. Did this even come out in the cinemas here? No, it didn't. It didn't just it didn't come out. No, it didn't come out. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, this it's a really really good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about um, uh, George Smiley, played by Gary Oldman, who's amazing in the film, and it's really about uh, trying to find out who is the mole in the circus and the circus is the code name for the um, secret the, the, the service the, 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 uh, the division that they work for and it's got an amazing cast uh, John Hurt plays Control and that's how he's referred to throughout the entire movie is Control and that's just awesome yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why I want to name my kid <laughs> Control yeah <laughs> have you spoken to Control <laughs> <laughs> Control your dinner's ready <laughs> So, can, you, can you imagine if he's like a kinky motherfucker? Like, Say my name, Control. But um, we think Control is out of control. Huh? Control, don't put the food in your hair. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, in the beginning of the film, we're introduced to um, the John Hurt character, Control, and uh, Mark Strong's character. Um, and um, Mark Strong, who is contractually obliged to be in every fucking movie ever, because he's in right. John Carter as well. Because he just happens, you know, he just elevates every single movie he's in. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mark Strong is one of those actors. Is like you know exactly what you're going to get, and you're very glad to be getting it. You're going to get Mark Strong. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit like this because I'm Mark Strong. <laughs> <laughs> when, when when do I get to punch someone? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen The Guard yet? Um, no, I have not. You should see the. No, guard. no, I have seen the guard. Yeah, you have seen the guard. Yes. You know that bit where the, the, so the, the, the gangsters and that are very poetic. Yeah, yeah. And when it gets to the end, it's like get on the fucking boat. From Lean Cunningham's like get on the boat. Mm. And then Max Strong turns and says, "Oh wait, this is like fucking Christmas." And they're having a gunfight. That's just genius. <laughs> or should we count it? Well, well, no. I mean, the bribing you. We defeat the purpose for us to cheat you out of the bribe <laughs> so that you won't do what we don't want you to do. Fucking idiots! <laughs> he just walks off. Mark Strong's awesome. He is awesome. So yes, yeah, so at the beginning of this film, um, basically the John Hurt character says to Mark Strong, "You got to go to you got to go to Budapest because you got to talk to someone who's got some information about a mole." Mm. And um, <clears throat> that is essentially the whole plot of the film. I mean, is trying to figure out who is the mole mm. who's been ratting them out. And then they have four suspects. Yes, uh, the suspects are uh, Colin Firth. Um, 
uh, Toby Jones, this other actor's name I can't remember. <laughs> uh, and um, Benedict Cumberbatch. No, 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 no. He's not one of them. Benedict Cumberbatch is the guy who's helping um, Gary Oldman's character. Yeah. And be- because es- essentially, like uh, the whole thing with Mark Strong goes pear shaped in Budapest, and um, yeah, and Control and Smiley are forced into retirement, and then a year passes, and then they're, they're still. The, the whole idea of a mole, they say that it's just paranoia that Control's losing it. And then a year later... He's losing Control. Yeah, he's, yeah Control's losing Control. And then a year later, uh, information turns out that makes them believe that maybe, maybe Control wasn't losing Control after all. Ah. Uh, and maybe Control's back in Control. Maybe there is a mole. And so they go to Smiley yeah. and saying, seeing as this, this is your generation, maybe we thought we would, you would like to investigate this. Because Smiley's already... Um, retired. Uh, retired. And so he's... But that means he's out, which means he's, he's yes. relatively clean. Yes. Um, He's not interested, boy. And the film is really, and the film is about George Smiley's uh, investigation. Hmm. Now, th- you know, the the, the, the thing with, with this film is that um, it is a commitment. It is two hours of dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. I heard it's two hours of men sitting in rooms smoking, not talking. To there is. There is. You don't even get a fucking walk chase. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no chasing. <laughs> you know, it's a. It's very well made. Um, it's directed by um, uh, the guy who directed uh, Let the Right One In. Oh, Thomas Alfredson. Yeah, this is his uh, English language debut. And, and I, still, I still can't bring myself. I mean, I really enjoyed Let the Right One In so much, I can't let me in. I just can't watch it yet. I'm just not ready. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I haven't seen Let Me In yet. Yeah. I haven't. It's been, at, it's been in my house for fucking ages. I still haven't oh, seen it. Oh, and he also wears really weird specs. That's right. Because he was that thing I went to with the BFM thing where they had showed The Descendants. Mm-hmm. They had little Oscar bits for each mm-hmm. movie and they had a little bit of him being interviewed. It's like, yes, you can, he's like, you from a design backer, like, we can tell by your glasses, buddy. <laughs> so yes, I would highly recommend this film. Um, but, and it is one of those things like, I didn't see the, uh, the end coming. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen... Um, the BBC TV show. I haven't seen the TV show. Uh, although I hear I should I hear it's excellent mm. um, that's Alec Guinness right Alec Guinness is the George Smiley character I don't I think. think so I think it's somebody else. I think it is I remember reading somewhere that it was Alec Guinness okay. I could be wrong but okay. I, I think I remember hearing somewhere that, the, that uh, Alec Guinness originated the role um, but Gary Oldman is amazing in this he, deserved, he deserves every inch of that Oscar nomination uh, the whole cast is just uniformly excellent through, across the board um, John Hurt Alec Guinness actually right? yeah. John Hurt is a uh, John Hurt seems to be entering this period now where he's just awesome in everything. Yeah, and he's been in the, he's been doing that for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was there, there was this thing in the eighties where if John Hurt was in it, it's shit. You know, uh, oh, what name? Name seven. No, because he was doing a lot of direct video stuff. Yeah, he was doing a lot of direct video, but a lot of British actors do that. And he was in the Storyteller. That's right. But um, he's John Hurt's great in this. He's uh, he's really good fun. Cool. And um, it's one of those. It's one of those. What's the one bulletproof, no, 50 something inch chest he's in, right, Rob? Yeah, 44 inch chest. He's a fan of the motherfucker in that, right? No, he's awesome in 44 inch yeah. chest. That's like the role of the life. I still haven't seen Sexy Beast, though. No, he's, yeah, you need to see that. Uh, you haven't seen Sexy Beast? No. That's very good. So, yes, I highly recommend. The video cover kept putting me off. I don't, yeah. I don't need to see Ray, Ray Winston's naked torso. <laughs> Fat tan kind of. But, uh,. This, I mean, I highly recommend this movie if you like sort of like mystery, suspense, uh, thrillers. It's, in, you know, like, a, it's, it's a really well-made film. The way that the plot unravels is that I was never... There's always, there's always something happening in the film in terms of plot. You're always, like, figuring out just a little bit more, and it points you in different directions. So you're not thinking so much about who is the mole. Yeah. It's not one of those movies where you're, where you're, where you're kind of trying to rack your brains thinking, Oh, who is it? I bet it's him! I bet it's him! Because everyone... You feel like it really could be anyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the way that the the way that that sort of uh, 
unveils itself. It's very nicely done. So I was never really trying to figure out who the mole was. I was just wrapped up in the story, cool. and that was good. So when so and when you figure and when when you know who the mole is, it's almost like I won't say it's anticlimactic. It's just sort of at that point. It, it's it, it's because uh, everyone's kind of you know it, it you really there's, it, it's just one of those things where I just didn't really feel the the the, uh, the destination wasn't that important. Yeah, it was almost like how you got there. Um, although it's it, all about the journey. But it is very. It, the movie does take its time. Mm. You know, if uh, you you do you do need to be in the mood for it. Mm. If you're feeling a little sleepy in the afternoon, this movie no, ain't, 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 ain't gonna do After it. a big meal, you yeah. operate heavy machinery or watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah, but if you um, if you st- if or two thousand and one, but if you stick with it, I highly recommend it. Cool. I've been wanting to see it for a while now. I, just, I don't have the time because again, it, it's one of those things like I want to be laser beam focused on it. Mm-hmm. Um, getting on to my review, uh, so I got to see the flop air quotes of the year, um, John Carter, Nay of Mars. I've actually heard good things about this. I've yes, and you will continue to hear good things about this. So the story of this movie is that it's basically based on Edgar Rice Burroughs, who also invented Tarzan, right? Yes, yes. Um, novels. So they're from the nineteenth, the early nineteen hundreds. Um, John Carter is an Earthman who ends up um, on Mars through different means, and it's not the Mars we know, which would be a really short movie if it was a dry, airless planet. Mm-hmm. But um, it arrives among these green-skinned, green four-armed aliens called the Tharks. Mm-hmm. And it's thrust into a civil war between the Red Men and the... Well, it's between the Red Men. The, the Red Men of Mars have blue blood. Mm-hmm. So they're not human. Um, they don't really play up the redness of it. He doesn't. Everyone's like, look how pale he is. Is he a, is he a naked white ape? It's like, he doesn't look that different from the others. But there is a civil war going on between the city of Helium, which they probably should have changed the name for because I keep expecting them to talk like... <laughs> and the city of Kadanga, which is ruled by McNulty from The Wire. Excellent. <laughs> Dominic, <laughs> Dominic West, yet again... Playing like evil scenery changing guy in a cloak, like he did in uh, 300. Yeah. <laughs> it's and almost the exact same character. He does it, talk really, you know, like giving orders really, really well. Yeah, like he, well, he, he also had that same role in Centurion, that Neil Marshall movie. Oh, Centurion with uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I watched that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Michael Fassbender's boss. Oh, and he told him to yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah. Because he has that accent. Let me die. Yes. <laughs> Let me die with honor. Ah! Yeah. And uh, and he was also Jigsaw in Punisher War. Uh, Punisher. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Punisher like, Warzone. I mean, I do like him because he's good police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have a thing. I've been rationing it. I still have a thing about five episodes of The Wire left before yeah. it's done forever. And he was also um, the bad influence in Sandra Bullock's Twenty Eight Days. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was the bad influence boyfriend. I saw, he also did a. Fred West biopic as well, which I haven't seen because he he did look. We just generally go out of our way to not watch movies. He's in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Not watching the movie. That's for sure. But um, so he's pretty good in as well. The cast of this is uniformly excellent. So the big news on this is that you know it took what I think it was thirty million in its opening week. The Lorax beat it, which is supposed to be terrible. And I think the big fuck up is the marketing. Yes. What surprised me most about this movie is it. I mean, it is a rollicking sci-fi romp, adventure romp. Yeah. But it's fucking funny, mm-hmm. which is not given in the trailers at all. I mean, this is an Indiana Jones style the tra- sci-fi romp. The trailers make it look like, makes it look like the movie takes itself very seriously. Mm. No, the biggest no, that, but that's not a problem. The problem with the marketing was that for some strange reason they felt that there was absolutely no need to educate the audience as about to, what the fuck it was about what the fuck John Carter of Mars. Why is that He-Man looking dude jumping? Yes, 
No, but not only that. It's like this is the property that started a lot of is the blueprint yeah. for for a lot of science fiction that we are very familiar with today. And I think and the later no, trailers did say something about there, that. There was no attempt. No, there was a fan made trailer. Yeah, there was that. One. But I heard, I heard there was another one that said like you know before there was Avatar, before there was Star Wars, it was this. I did hear there was an official one as well. Was there? Yeah. I never saw that one. And on that, I did see. I was looking at. But there was for me like there was no attempt to educate the audience that this is the move. This is the movie. That was the blueprint for a lot of movies you love. Yeah. There was no attempt to do that, and because of that, people had no frame of reference. It looked like a movie. It looked like a movie that was copying a whole bunch of other movies, mm-hmm. and not. Looks like Avatar with green people. Yeah. On a red planet, and the other thing, but the, the, the trailers did, made it look. The trailers made it look humorless. You know, like I, I was ready to hate Lynn Collins. Yeah. Yeah. But the two of them were in Wolverine Origins. Yes. yes. He was Gambit, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Taylor Kitsch and Taylor Kitsch as well. Nothing showed of his role in the trailers. You saw some effect shits, some of the flying airship stuff that looked mm-hmm. meh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the cool stuff in there. I mean, yeah. the, the, we we complain about trailers that show you the money shots too early, mm-hmm. but all of her stuff was literally like you know there was there was shots of her like putting the blue thing down, the yeah, lights yeah, going yeah. up. You're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Why is this deemed trailer worthy? Yeah. And her just going. John Carter and it's like what the what, she seemed like you know okay this is going to be a vapid fucking princess role mm-hmm. she's badass that's what I hear that she's like a warrior right she's a warrior scientist fucking she's the head of the science guild and shit and like <laughs> she's got like a fucking she's a fucking science major yeah <laughs> in fucking swordplay asshole <laughs> I did my PhD in murdering bitches <laughs> But I, I saw someone else. Someone. I did my PhD in murdering bitches. <laughs> That's a rap song. <laughs> and there's a nice, there's a nice thing as well in that. Yes, while she is walking around in a metal bikini and lots of veils, so are all the dudes. <laughs> James Purefoy is having a fucking ball in this movie with like you know capes and shit and. Can you carry us over there? Because he knows by that point the, the, the scene of John Carter figuring out the the weakness of the gravity on Mars mm-hmm. is hilarious because even just walking he jump, he flies in the air it takes him quite a while just to manage to stay on the planet mm-hmm. and there's a very funny scene around that and that goes on for quite a while and again that would have been a great like you could have put a whole campaign about on Mars gravity is one less one third the less of this and just have him <laughs> he's dragging his feet on the ground mm-hmm. trying not to shoot himself into space and land on his ass because he's tired of landing on his ass at this point excellent <laughs> Um, that sounds pretty funny that is pretty funny and there's a great bit at the beginning where you know he doesn't want to fight anyone's wars I mean one of the things that they don't play out much is that he fought for the South yeah you know in, yeah. The, in the war and there's a beautiful there's a lovely bit with Brian Cranston where he wants him to he needs him to sign up for the new US army to help fight against the Apaches and he doesn't want any part to do with it and it's a really good introduction to his character in that he consistently finds clever ways to get out of the jail Right. that they have him in until he capitulates and signs up mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a really nice series of escapes there and you're like right, this is a guy who is pretty smart who can do his shit you know, he's, he's, he can handle himself and all this kind of stuff um, there is a couple of missteps um, the movie itself they don't you know they took the, off Mars off the title it yeah. ends as you might have heard like with the John Carter of Mars logo that was mm-hmm. the cool poster we saw originally yeah. which yeah. is fucking cool yeah um, Taking of Mars out of your movie, and I think I'm not I'm not 100% sure. It's either the first sentence or the first word of the movie is Mars, or, so, or something like a Barsoom, or as you call it, Mars. You know, it's a voiceover explaining, and it's a big fucking shot of Mars. Mm-hmm. So th- that was a bad idea to just remove that of Mars. It should have just been this is a sci-fi fun movie. Fuck the history. Fuck everything else. It's fucking funny. Um, there's also the beginning throws you right into Mars. Right. So there is a battle going on between two groups and you've no fucking clue who these people are and then these bald head motherfuckers oh, Mark Strong turns up 
and like floating down from the sky and doing weird shit. And it's like, <laughs> that's complicated. What the fuck is going on here? Whereas John Carter finds all that out organically through the movie. Right. That whole opening sequence is bollocks. It's just broken. It shouldn't be there. You know, it should be just finding out that yes, Dominic West has a weapon of mass destruction. Where did he get it? Someone behind the scenes. That's all there needs to be to it. But I think they're setting things up for the now never going to exist sequel, mm-hmm. in that there is this force behind the the, the 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 Batman bad guy, and it's a bit of a bad idea to have two or multiple villains in your movie. Yeah. But Dominic West doesn't get an awful lot of time to do stuff. He just gets to be generic bad guy. Right. Link Collins is fantastic. Uh, Taylor Kitsch is solid in the role. Um, Taylor Kitsch has got he's. Not having a good year. But Battleship hasn't opened too badly. Well, yeah, but the initial reviews is, is, is pretty shit. Yeah, but I'm not sure that's because of him. And he's, he's likable in this, that's the thing. It's not like, nothing in this movie is bad. Mm. It's a really fun run. You know, it's probably, I'd put it higher above Stargate, the first Stargate movie. Like a little, a little bit okay. higher than that. Yeah. All right. It's not Indiana Jones, but it could be. It's got that, it's kid's sense of adventure. When he gets into the ability to jump, mm-hmm. he goes fucking ape shit on that crap. You know what I mean? He is flying, motherfucker. Like, when his introduction to Lynn Collins, he just straight up leaps like 16, he taller than the Maybank building, and just grabs her as she's falling out of the sky. And that's badass. And he's like, get behind me. And then she kills some motherfuckers, and he's like, I'm going to get behind you. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And there's a pretty funny interplay there. And he has a Wula, which is this dog thing that follows him around, and mm-hmm. it's got like 10 legs. Uh-huh. And it's, that is, and that uh, was Andrew Stanton's um, background in animation yeah, yeah. in that that has as much character as anything you're going to see in a Pixar movie mm-hmm. and it's like my, my girlfriend fucking loved that and he, he does ridiculously dog-like things throughout uh, I haven't talked much about the Tharks the Tharks are the aliens with these tusks and stuff and they the CG's very well done I mean they, they, they chose to shoot it I think in desert areas and then enhance it mm-hmm. so that <clears throat> what might be a canyon in Oregon you know with those big rocks like Devil's Tower and stuff add a few windows and a few little bits and it's a ruined city Right. So they did, and that, 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 you know, there's not an awful lot of the mummy style mismatch lighting. Mm-hmm. And the, those flying ships in the ads, they're fucking cool in the movie. They look retarded in the trailers, mm-hmm. but they actually come off really, really well. Shit, I really want to see this. You should go see that. This is the thing I'm trying to get across to people. Go and see this like, as soon as you can. Because um, it's not going to last much It's longer. not going to last much longer. I've heard the 3D is shit. I thought we did see it in 2D. Okay. Um, but it, it, it's a roller coaster ride. I enjoyed it throughout. It, didn't, it was two hours, I think, roughly long, and I did not notice the time going at all. I was very happy in there. Um, I was going to say, yeah, so the, there is some muddled bits of it. But, sorry, the facts, the green guys. Um, what's his name? Daniel. William the fuck? Willem Dafoe Willem Dafoe is the lead one of those and he gets some great lines because there's something happens that John Carter can understand the language and these are like more of a warrior race kind of people right. and there's a whole interplay between the two of them and some of that is hilarious there's, there's one like that doesn't take itself seriously there's one climactic battle they're building up to and they go to the wrong place and there's just a very very I don't want to spoil anymore but there's a very very funny moment that happens there. and it's one of the most simple things you could possibly do in a movie but it just I was laughing my ass off at it and that said, a counterpoint, there's a big battle. John Carter takes on an army alone mm-hmm. because he's strong. He can kill people with one point on this planet because his strength is magnified a little bit. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and that's intercutting to some past stuff. And that, that was really, really powerful. I thought it worked incredibly well. And the music and everything there was fantastic. And it's, again, it's just it's a really good action movie. Um, so I would highlight, and the, the cast is amazing. I said we've mentioned Taylor Kitsch and Lynn Collins. Uh, Samantha Morton does the voice of Sola, uh, which is one of the tracks, Mon mm-hmm. Thomas Hayden Church, there is a point near the end as like, that's Thomas Hayden Church. So you'd recognize his voice. Um, Mark Strong is one of the bald, floaty dudes. Um, mm-hmm. Kieran Hines is in it for a bit. 
Okay. And again, it's just a huge, it's a huge battle, and Kieran Hines and James Purefoy because it's red versus blue. Kieran Hines is that is the other uh, suspect from Tinker Tailor. Yes, I was that was that earlier. And he's he's great in a lot of stuff. Kieran Hines, he's he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. But there's a great moment with him and James Purefoy coming up when the when the when eventually all the right sides join up together. There's a big fight, and like it's red versus blue. Mm-hmm. Red or bad, blue is good. Mm-hmm. And they're running around waving their capes. It's okay. Look at us. And it's just again middle of a battle. It's supposed to be all serious, and there's this moment of relief. Yeah, and that works really really well. Dominic West is in, it, as I said. James Purefoy, Brian Cancel gets a nice bit in the middle. I mean, it's a great cast. Excellent. No, um, and it. it is unfortunate. Uh, I have heard. An interesting footnote was I saw there was the, the, the New York Times did an article on it. And they were saying how <clears throat> well it could be. Uh, they mentioned on the the um, marketing that actually they Disney let Stanton have his head and they like, have his way with it. Right, he had his way with the marketing um, with the marketing department. <laughs> but a friend, he, I don't know, I didn't see the full it's article, so, so but it did say that he frequently rejected ideas from Miss Carney and the marketing team according to people who work on the team he insisted for instance that a Led Zeppelin song be used in the trailer rejecting concerns that a decades old rock tune did not make the material feel current you know that my body yeah yeah, and that actually makes sense in some of the technicalities of the story I didn't mind that I didn't mind that but you needed a few more this movie's fun yes look at the dog 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 it's funny look at him run Jump out of Jones here. He jumps there. <laughs> that's what it needed to be because that's what it is. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. It's such a dunderheaded move, and the name itself is fucking retarded. John Carter. What? No, Wiley's character in ER. We should write our own theme tunes. Hmm. That's not enough time to write my own theme tune. Do <laughs> one hundred episodes later. <laughs> I am learning slowly how to use Garage Band. <laughs> Fat drum loop laid down, man. Ah, so shit, man. That's that's yeah. That yeah. sucks that it's not doing well. But I don't know. I mean, it, I think they say what they're saying. It maybe costs three fifty, maybe three hundred. It might need to make six hundred to make its money back. Um, this probably the knee jerk reaction. I don't know if Disney is any more the knee jerk reaction people because they're run by Pixar. Yeah, and he did. He does have Finding Nemo and Just a Funder. And if you watch it, it's a great film. It's yeah. the marketing and everything else. They stuffed the landing. Yeah. Um. So you know, I would like to see more. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate that they probably went a bit too big and I have heard I've, I've did a bit of research and I've heard like they, some of this crazy stuff that's in it that's like they scale back a lot apparently and the stories are quite incoherent as well because Edgar Rice was making up as he went along mm-hmm. um, but it makes sense and it's cool and it's epic and it's awesome and the dog, that dog is really fucking funny <laughs> okay I'll definitely check it out so definitely go see it um, I just gotta I'll just wrap things up with a really quick review of uh, Harold and Kumar Christmas uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was a little disappointed with this. Really? A little bit. Did you see the second one? I did. I did. All of it? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that second one. Um, I, the first one is still the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one really, I mean, it's like it's you know, it's like it's, it's a wonderful life, you know. Um, what? It, it had its funny bits. Yeah. And you know, they do have a lot of fun with the 3D, and uh, you know, Neil Patrick Harris is the best thing in it. Yeah. And um, there. <laughs> There is there is one uh, uh, sight gag that's pretty fucked up, which involves John John Cho's cock. That's oh, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Dave will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's pre- it's pretty fucked up. I mean, like I was laughing, but it's just oh. Um, the story, 
Danny Trejo's in it. <laughs> Danny Trejo plays um, uh, Actually, Maria's dad, uh, John Cho's uh, uh, father-in-law. Oh right, oh, that's the girl from the left in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, John and he, Danny Trejo hates John Cho because <laughs> a Korean killed he killed his mother. <laughs> I was just thinking something about the Korean thing, but the the one bit that made me laugh more than uh, the one bit that made me laugh more than anything was um, Danny Trejo's the first time you see Danny Trejo because like uh, John Cho's just talking about you know that you know that John Cho's father-in-law doesn't like him yeah and you don't know who he is you don't know who he is and and, you know and Maria I keep forgetting that she's a Latino you know she looks like she could be something else so you're not really thinking and then the fucking door opens and it's Danny Trejo I fucking piss myself (laughs) because Danny Trejo's look is is he wearing like a leather jacket or a nice sweater no he's wearing a fucking jumper (laughs) (laughs) no Danny Trejo's Danny Trejo's very funny because he's this guy who's obsessed with the Christmas tree Uh so you know the Christmas tree is like Mean, it means the world to him, so he's wearing a fucking sweater with a Christmas tree on it. Because <laughs> that's I was I was thinking that that's just the two ways they can go. That they can yeah. either go, he is just Machete or the the hitman from Desperado, or he's a ridiculously Christmas guy. Well, that, I, I, I I don't think I've seen a movie where um, Danny Trejo has sleeves for the whole thing. No. I don't. <laughs> oh well, you know you do get to see him with this. No, but Dan, the Danny Trejo character is you get the impression that he might have been a criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he just happens to have this thing about Christmas trees, and the rest of the family joins in. And there's people who've just been released from jail, so they do go the racial stereotype. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> and they're constantly threatening to kill John Cho. <laughs> it's like they just kill the Korean. Uh, and um, the Kumar character has let his life go to shit, let his life go to pot. You know, yeah, he's a nice, nice Yeah, and um, they haven't spoken in a couple of years oh. or something because. After John Cho got married and got responsible and wanted to do this, and then he came he to stop going to White Castle. Well, also, well also he stopped. Uh, he stopped getting high. Yeah. Uh, and also because when he looked, when he looks back at all the times when his life went up in flames, it was because <laughs> because of Kumar. <laughs> he put two and two together. It's like every time I get high and every time I'm with you, bad shit happens. It's just ironic that Cal Penn is the guy who worked in the White House. <laughs> and they do draw reference to that. Oh, really? They do. They do. <laughs> You know, because like they're they're, uh, they're following Kalpen um, Kumar's got this new roommate who's a complete fuckhead, and they're going to this party because this roommate wants to you know have sex with this chick that he met on online or something, and so they're going up there and he's like, um, he said that uh, oh by the way I um, I might have told a couple of lies while getting here uh, to get to you know to to get her to be interested in me I told her that I'm Robert Pattinson's acting coach, <laughs> and he's like what I know and I told I told her and I told her and I told her that you work for the White House nice and, and then Calpin's like yeah, who the fuck's gonna believe that <laughs> so it was pretty funny you're making me sound better than you're saying it is no no I mean like it's it's got. Uh, you know, it's a Harold and Kumar movie. Yeah. If you enjoyed the last two, you will enjoy this one. It's got a lot of funny bits, but with uh, as it is with most of these stoner movies, is that they work better in small doses. There's mm. lots of funny bits, but as a whole, there yeah. are there are places where you're like, mm, I'm getting getting a little bored. You know, when's the next? You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, the second one had moments like that too. Whereas the first one moved along, and because the first one was new. But one thing I've noticed about stoner comedies in general is that no matter how good they are, the only stoner comedy that doesn't suffer from this is The Big Lebowski. You know, but that's not even a really stoner. Not he is not, a stoner, I suppose, but it's not. That's a that's a stoner noir. Yeah, you know, but it no, but it is it is a stoner movie in the sense that it's a the lead character is a fucking stoner, you know, and it's and that is played throughout the film. Hey man, this yeah. this, this aggression will not stay. No, but he is smoking throughout the film. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a stoner movie. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast and like that going through, like they're doing a Be Kind Rewind, it's called. Yeah. Um, and they weren't talking about it and just talking about the Big Lebowski. I forgot about the series line there, getting stoned, just listening to the sound of strikes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's such a sweet deal. Like they, they ended what up about the one where he's in the car and he's smoking the joint and it falls down <laughs> and then he crashes the car. There's, two, there's, like, there's two crashes in that car and yeah. bo- in that movie and both are retarded like was it Walter drops his Ozzy at the window <laughs> we should do we should start doing retro reviews because we should just w- talk about that movie for hours yeah yeah that'd be good uh, fun there's, a, there's another podcast I listen to and they do a Be Kind Rewind where they just talk about a movie they did 20 I think I mentioned this before they did 24 hours on the Star Wars movies like mm-hmm. all over overall they did like basically 3 or 4, four uh, 1 hour episodes per thing mm-hmm. and just the the, the the prequels were just like 6 hours of hate <laughs> it's great the Neil Patrick Harris uh, stuff is always hilarious in this and in this one like uh, he's, he's on crack uh-huh. you know <laughs> but it's pretty funny that like they, they bring up the whole thing that uh, he's that, he, that he's, he's gay he's gay and that he's, it's all just bullshit He's actually still loves pussy. Oh, I, I, I think that's in the trailer. Where he yeah, says yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah, no, no, girlfriend, you're fine. You can take your clothes off. I'm gay, you know." Okay. No, that was, good. That, that was that was good fun. Neil Patrick Harris is just cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's expanding a bit. He hasn't really blown it yet. I mean, he's still just milking. How about your mother? He was in this. He's been like Doctor Horrible. He, he hosted something, didn't he? Uh, the Tonys. Tonys. Yeah. Yeah, he's hosting it again this year as well. Yeah. So yeah. he's keeping it. He's maintaining his coolness. Yeah. Because it's a matter. It's only a matter of time before someone does something retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to disappear a hooker. <laughs> Dead hooker. <laughs> also known as pulling an Affleck. <laughs> cool. So Actually, is it worth watching then? Yeah, it's worth watching. You but, know. Uh, I mean, but uh, it's just. It, you were a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed. You, know? you weren't. You weren't angry. No. You were just disappointed. You know, but at the same time, I was expecting it. It, it was exactly what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it didn't really offer anything new. Mm. But uh, the bits that are funny are very funny. Cool. Uh, and you know, John Cho and um, Cal Penn have great chemistry. Yeah. So you know, the the movie coasts on their on their chemistry a lot. And Eddie K. Th- Thomas and David Crumbles turn up again as well. Who? They're they're uh, they're they're they're, they're the two n- friends. Uh, I can't remember their names. Um, but uh, the, the the two Jewish boys were their friend. Like you know. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they've got a nice little funny scene Okay Because uh, David Crumholz who's, who's Jewish Has married this chick And made him convert to Christianity Is he the guy from Numbers? Yes ah. uh, And, and uh, you know he, And he's um, So now he's a Christian So he's a Christian Jew And it's just <laughs> <laughs> Or as we like to call them Cruz <laughs> Or Christian <laughs> Good word of them well Cool and we just drop a reminder if you've made it this long drop us an email at podcast.mayattlefries.com let us know you to, let us, to prove that you've listened this long email us the word phantasmagoric phantasmagoric <laughs> <laughs> there we go okay have you heard of Adventure Time? yes I have the cartoon thing? yes have you seen it? no I've watched it at one episode is it good? it blew the doors off my mind just, there was, I wanted to say the password was good. there's a point where someone has to go to a password it's like what's the password it's like 2009 whatever <laughs> that was the password <laughs> I just thought that, that should be shared uh, coming down to the Malaysian and US box office top 10 at number 10 in Malaysia it is Diga Temujanji three dates uh-huh. number 9 Dark Flight this, this is a local movie is it? I think uh, I'm not too sure relatively local yeah, yeah. number 8 Jangan Pandang Pandang at number seven, The Hunger Games. It's been out for three weeks, relatively quickly, considering mm-hmm. it was supposed to make more money than God. Number six, Mirror Mirror. 
Um, was it the Hollywood Reporter called this quite possibly the worst movie of the year? <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see it. Starring Phil Collins' daughter. Yeah. Number five. Also Titan- known as Eyebrow Collins. <laughs> Number five, Titanic 3D. <laughs> Number three, three, four, three. That's just confusing. Number three, Street Dance 2. <laughs> this is one, this is making my little. Number two, We Not Naughty. <laughs> Number one, Wrath of the Titans. Why? Malaysians want their CG. I knew Jeff went to see this and I did say I had to ask why what did say? you enjoy the first one so much that you no then why did you go mm-hmm. no. you go and see John Carter and said it's better in the US number 10 Safe House number 9 John, John Carter. Carter number 7 Salmon Fishing in the Yemen sounds invigorating um, that's number 8 number 7 is the Lorax the Lorax this is supposed to be terrible number, number 6 21 Jump Street supposed to be awesome yes number 2 uh, number 5 is Mirror Mirror <laughs> Number four, Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> number three, Titanic in 3D. Number two, American American Pie Reunion. And at number one, The Hunger Games. So that's still holding on there. So Americans like hunger more than Malaysians. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for listening and keep in touch now. Bye. <laughs>